and again, I never know how to start it. <laughs> it's always me problem. I know the show's called Dropping Game. I know that much. Dropping Game. Dropping Game. Ep- like it. Episode two. If you'd like to introduce yourselves, if you could. You go first. Um, hi, my name's Kimmy Guest. And? <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it. And I'm Ivan Batista. And we're up here hunting deer with Cody. We've had a good morning. We saw a few red hides and got my first bark. That was pretty cool. Bark, not bark. Bark. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't get nothing this morning. (laughs) Oh, I've made a good trek though. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Saw some deer anyway with this rubbish weather. Mm. Chased a cunning little fox too. Mm. Oh, yeah. Nearly forgot about him for a second. <laughs> it was very cute. So how did you... We'll start with you. How did you get into bow hunting? Uh, I got into bow hunting with my best mate, actually. Um, bought bows when we were 18 because we didn't know what we were going to do ourselves on a weekend. And uh, I took to it because I was living on property, but he sort of gave it up after a few months and... Yeah, just went from there, took to it like a duck to water. Started doing a fair bit of hunting from then on. And you did a few trips while you were younger too. Yeah, a few goat trips, a few pig trips and um, yeah, got roll. I learned how to hunt mostly on deer the first four years. I was just hunting deer flat out. Mm. So that was a good little introduction. I didn't shoot a deer for, took me four years to get my first deer I think. Took a fair while. Was that a fallow doe or...? Yeah, a fallow, uh, fallow doe actually, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually didn't even get her where I normally hunt as well. I ended up going on a on a trip with, with a mate for a weekend and got her up near Tamworth, of all places. Thought I was going to get me first down home, but it didn't happen. Mm. Lovely. Yeah, and I started... My dad's a butcher, so he owns a butcher and I grew up in the butchery with him, working alongside him. Um, and yeah, did a bit of dog, uh, pig dogging, did a little bit of rifle shooting and then just randomly decided one day that I'd buy a bow because I thought they looked cool. So um, yeah, sort of sprouted from there and met Ivan. Yeah, it's our biggest hobby now, isn't it? It's all we're doing with our spare time, that's for sure. And spare money. Yeah, yeah, we love it. Good hobby to have. Definitely. It's expensive hobby to have. <laughs> <laughs> worth it. Worth every cent, regardless of if you come home with something or not. What would be the hardest hunt that you've done? Definitely for me would be that week that we did because that's the biggest sort of, well, that's the only trip I've done, like overnight trip, hunting trip. So um, not hunting deer before. Um, you know, the early mornings, early afternoon starts and just physically and mentally draining because there'd be so many close chances and it'd just be ripped away from you in a split Mm. second. So I think that was my biggest thing. But, yeah, it was definitely rewarding at the end. So it all worked out well. Very rewarding. (laughs) Yes, I'm very stoked with him. I can't wait to get him back from the taxi. Are you? Um... Mine have to be New Zealand, I think. New Zealand was pretty hard. We spent 
I think four straight days, five straight days in a fly camp, hunting out of a tent, and just getting rained on every night. Stinking hot during the day, and it was freezing cold during the night. That was with Tommy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, with Tom Jones. Yeah, that was probably my hardest one. I reckon I lost a good six kilos that week, five, six kilos, so I was just shedding it. What were you hunting there? Tar. Tar. Tar, tar yeah. On the South Island at Mount Cook. You got one too. Yeah. How far was the shot? 27 metres. And he just went straight off the cliff after I shot him. He was bedded up and then he just caught a whiff of me. Stood up. I ended up shooting him. And he just bucked straight off the cliff that he was bedded up on. Just disappeared. And didn't actually retrieve until the next day. Ugh. So, yeah, but he was a pretty good ball. He was 12 and 3 quarter inches. So that'd be probably the equivalent of like a, say, double seven red or a right. you know, 240 class fellow maybe. Decent. Yeah, he's, he's a good tar. Yeah, that's my hardest by far, I think. Everything else, I've slept in a, in a good comfy swag or a, you know, or a nice comfortable camp. But that thing was just drop a little, little um tent in the middle of nowhere and just leaving that for five days that's pretty hard a bit me- mentally and physically draining yeah she did <laughs> and I thought ours was <laughs> yeah no that was that was really rough I think I've got a photo of me carrying the tar out almost back at the car and I'm like he's taking a photo of me but you can just see in my eyes how exhausted I am like <laughs> you just you're like I'm having heaps of fun but I wish I was at home right now <laughs> yeah. it's all worth it in the end isn't it why we do it? Yeah, good, good hobby. Definitely. It's yeah, I can't see any other hobby that's gives you opportunity to travel to places that's like desirable. Yeah, and and like with social media now too, like you know so many people and you make so many friends, so you get the opportunity to go hunting different species that you may not be able to too. So that's pretty cool. Well, that's how you got here. That's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the friendships made on Facebook via the hunting community of Australia. Yeah, it's good, especially with bow hunting. Everybody's pretty tight and tight with each other. It's pretty cool because if you're not hunting, you're watching someone that is. And you're happy yeah. for them too. You're just as yeah. happy to see them come home with something, you know, mm. that they're so happy about. and Yeah. Yeah, it makes you happy as well, so... Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool little community in Australia that we have. That's for sure. Mm, definitely. Yeah, real good. Like, just the ability to watch other people and to see them get psyched on something they haven't achieved yet. And you feel happy for them as well. Like, yeah. just as happy. So, I, it's a pretty cool feeling. I don't know them. Like, you don't know a name or know them from a bar of soap, but, like, you just, it, it's so exciting to watch on Facebook and YouTube and whatnot. Yeah. Definitely, because you know how you'd feel in that position and how mm. hard they work to accomplish that. So, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about your bow setup. Like, what do you... Well, what sort of bows? Like, well, what do you shoot? Like, what's your... Like, all the specifics, like arrows and so weight and whatnot. At the moment, I'm shooting a carbon rose, a Botec carbon rose. Um, that's set up 41 pounds. Um, I'm presently shooting Heat Seekers, the 500. They're really good. I've really, really enjoyed 
that arrow. And we both shoot Cayugas. Hmm. For broadheads, yeah. Yeah, try to support the local blokes where we can, like with arrows and other gear, like, you know, camo and, and all that. Whatever we can buy that's made in Australia, we do. It's better to support the local bloke, I reckon. Hmm. Yeah, and there's yeah, some really good products out there, but um, yeah, we like Maddie Moore's Cayugas. They work for us. Yeah. You both? Mm. Yeah, I'm uh, I've got a Obsession DEFCON 6 I bought last year, last year's model. Um, I'm running the Native Heat Seekers as well. And Cayugas up front, and yeah, pretty much just a run-of-the-mill, like, um, bits. I've got an axle sight and trophy taker drop away rest. All the bits and pieces, all the gear, but no idea. <laughs> yeah. We both use that, the Slayer strings too. Right. So they're handmade up in Townsville. Townsville. Yeah, yeah, so they're really good quality too. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. What's the obsession? Like, I'm not familiar with it. Oh, they're they're pretty good bow. They they're pretty unforgiving though. They're uh, they're a Yankee bow again, um, and yeah, no, it's a good bow to shoot. Super quick, um, but just yeah, it's only got a little little brace height, uh, which is pretty much uh, from your riser to your string. The shorter it is, the the hull, the less forgiving your bow is. So you, if you have a shorter brace height, generally you'll have a, qu- a quicker IBO. Right. So quicker, quicker, quicker bow generally, um, but the the larger your brace height, the slower your bow will be, but it'll also be a lot more forgiving. So, yeah. Like my bow is pretty forgiving. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's it's a bit of a handful to shoot. Like it's taken me a fair while to to get consistent with it, because I'm I've got I'm pretty average form. So if you if you've got any falls in your fall in your form. It'll it'll definitely exacerbate it when it comes to accuracy. I think you've pretty got, pretty much got it down pat now though. You're shooting yeah. it pretty well. Yeah, it's going all right. Consistently. So mm. It's good. Yeah, it's chalk and cheese to me, old bow. That's for sure. The Alpha Max. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. What's well, on your bucket list? Like, what's like a hunt that you really? Does it really want to do? Whitetail. Good question. 100% whitetail for me. Whitetail and a buffalo with a bow. Those two, and then I'll put the bow down. I'll just shoot targets. I'm happy with that. And, oh, no, I lied to you. To do the, the, the all deer species, all Australian deer species. So I've got a rooster, chittle, samba, and hoggy to go. So I've done two out of the six. My short-term goal for this year is a fox, because I haven't shot a fox yet. Um, Maybe a tusky boar, that'd be nice. Um, Love to get, yeah, a big red for the wall as well. Maybe a hoggy one day. (laughs) (laughs) A little hoggy would be nice too. Yeah, like a hoggy. Yeah, I think they're so cute. They're so beautiful. I think they're just... It's one of those things you just got to keep entering into the ballots and that because it's here. It's oh, I haven't personally ever entered into a ballot for him, but I hear it's pretty hard to draw a tag for a hog deer, unless you want to go pay for a guided hunt, and even then they're pretty expensive. 
they're yeah. really axy. They're upwards of four green, I've, I think I've been told. I think Starting at one green. of the local fellas here, he got drawn for the ballot. Yeah. He went down and I don't think he ever laid eyes on a deer. Yeah. Oh, wow, that'd be devastating. Yeah. Then another, couple, another fella, he went out and he waited there for days and days and on, like, second last day or something, he saw a, a stag. He was shooting a 243 and he shot it. He goes up in the bush and said, oh, yeah, righto. He stalks in after it and then the stag looks over his shoulder straight at him and he's got the rifle back outside of the bush. Yeah. So he tries to reach for his rifle to get the... Rookie mistake. <laughs> do, do, do the finishing shot. And then he got up and took off. Oh, dear so, word. Oh, crap. And then, yeah, next day, it rained overnight, so I lost the blood trail and yeah, found again. He was devastated, but then he found out later that one of his mates made the same mistake on an even bigger deer. Oof. Yeah, it's not good when you get caught with your pants down. <laughs> That's for sure. Definitely not. We've all done it, but everyone's stuffed up their chance. We kind of did it today. On those hinds? Yeah. Oh, not really. There's nothing you can really do there, though. We're caught out in the open, though. Yeah. Pushing shit uphill to try and get close to them anyway. They're out in the open. They've been barking at us before we even saw them mm. up the top, too. Mm. Got some cool photos, though. I really like that one you took today. Yeah, I'll send those to you. That was awesome. They were so beautiful, too. So it's my first time, like, close up seeing a red deer. That was really cool. Big white ass on a mate. <laughs> so pretty. Yeah. Always forget they how... They have how, a really pretty bum. <laughs> yeah. Always forget how white their back is, eh? Back and so, so big, too. Like, yeah, just, big, we've just spent a week... Big animals. ...fallow hunting compared to the fallow. I didn't realise how much, you know... Mm. Yeah, well, I... fear they were. I grew up hunting roads. That's all I hunted. And then when I went on my first fallow hunt... I was a bit shocked of how tiny they were. Yeah, they're only little, eh? Yeah, like I'm used to, buddy. Oh, yeah, buddy, having to spend half a day trying to work out a method of how to get a deer on the back of the ute. Yeah. Then when you come across a photo, oh, you can just carry it on just your shoulders. Just pick it up, yeah. Just pick it up, away you go. Yeah. Yeah, big difference. Mm, definitely. I think a few months ago, I saw uh, Zahir Brace. He put up a video, uh, put up a photo on his um, Facebook page. It was a fallow buck. Feeding next to a red stag, I saw free that. range, what? and you look at the size comparison, and it's it's oh double double the size, double the weight. He takes Everything. some awesome photos, doesn't he? He does, yeah. There's some pretty some awesome yeah, But that that photo there perfectly shows you the size comparison to, compared to the two, like just massive difference. You you take some pretty good video and photography yourself. Yeah, I've, 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 I haven't really gotten into it. I've sort of been half-arsing it the past, oh, maybe five years. I've only just done bits and bobs, but only the past two or three trips I've really gotten into it. I've got that really good camera and, yeah, done a few trips now. So I've been had the camera rolling, which is heaps cool because you get some good over-the-shoulder footage like I did up the Gulf. You got that really good Smoking. footage of you and... You and Tommy getting those two dingoes. That was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, over, over the shoulder on those two dingoes and over the shoulder on a couple of good pigs. And I've um, seen the pig one. I've seen the fallow one. Yeah. Oh, that that fallow. Oh, that's was... only just the front front end of the video. You should see the whole thing. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's yeah. really good. Yeah. Shoot that one. <laughs> shoot him bedded in the in the grass, and because he's bedded in his scraped croaking, because 
that buck that's actually the beginning of the video, he's he's bailed up the does, so he's controlling that main scrape, so he's just sitting off this little scrape by himself, croaking, um, just for attention, really. But, yeah, no, I got, got and shot him, and he was only... Oh, I wouldn't have been 30 metres, bedded up in his scrape, so when I shot him, it's all on video, he just bucks forward, and he's like, he jumps a good two metres into the sky and just kicks and carries on and runs down to the gully and rolls over. Yeah, watch the space of Instagram for the second um, second lot of that video. Oh, I will be. What's your... May as well pl- plug your social media while you're at it. Hey. I got people wanted to follow you on Instagram or whatnot. Oh, yeah, I'm not, I don't really... I don't know. I don't know what my thing is. What is it? Mine's <laughs> at Kimmy Guest and Yvonne's is at Yvonne Batista 1990. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I was going to say, yeah, that, that bark at the beginning of the video, my mate actually ended up shooting that a few days later. He got it. How far, how far did you shoot that from? Is that Knuckle? Yeah. See, there's this deer and we called him Knuckle the whole trip. All of us nearly had a had a shot at him. Yeah. <laughs> well, had a shot at him. He's a bruiser. He's oh. real good deer. <clears throat> nice and even, just big box head. Our friend but, Benny ended up getting him like literally minutes to the time that I shot my deer that afternoon. Like, yeah, would have been minutes apart. That's he crazy. called him knuckle because he had this like where he tipped in, top of his antler tipped back in, it just split in two, like a big knuckle. Looked like his knuckle like that. He will look so it's cool when he's cool. done on the wall, and yeah, he? beautiful deer. Yeah, but he did well getting him. So yeah. we had we shared camp with, I think there was five of us at one point. All of us dropped a deer that week. That's like decent bucks too. So it was such an amazing camp, such an amazing week, wasn't it, Mum? Yeah, it was good. It's not very often. I've I've never seen anything like that. Like or been a part of anything like that. We've. Everyone's shot a good deer each with a bow. Like, and that makes each, it sound easy, doesn't it? Like, yeah, it does, but <laughs> it's so goddamn on. hard. And you need not only a lot of luck, but, yeah, you know, you get put in good country and you get a little bit of luck coupled with what you know, and you can do it. It's just bloody hard. It's hard on the body and it's hard on your your, your mental strength. That's what I mean. Like, I got it. mine on the fifth day and I was, like... That afternoon, we were sitting on the hill, like, listening for the deer. And I had my hands in my head. I was just so exhausted. I'm thinking, Yvonne, I just want to go to sleep. Like, let's just go back. And then the next minute, we heard, like, the slightest muffle of a, a, a buck in the up, like, up above the ridge from where we were sitting. And so off the shoes went and slowly crawled up there in our socks. And thinking, I personally thought, you know, there's no buck up here. Like, why are we even doing this? We're wasting time. And then Yvonne was a few metres in front of me and all of a sudden he's just put his hand out and like, stop, as we got to the top of the ridge. And I looked over to the left of me and here's this big palmy. He must have been, like, bedded up, so that's why we couldn't hear him. He wasn't making noise. 40 metres away from us and he's stood up and then we've seen him, we're watching him and he's slowly, get, like, you know, making his way over. And there's these two trees. And he's just, Yvonne's like made this tiniest little home call, like, because he was coming at us. And I'm thinking, oh my God, like, I'm, there's no way I'm going to get this deer. And he's put his head down, you know, between these two trees coming behind. And I've drawn back. Next minute, yeah, Yvonne made this tiny little, little doe call under his breath because anything louder would have, you know, spooked him. He's looked straight at us, broadside shot, 
got him at 25, didn't they? Mm. Straight to the tier crew. He didn't run very far. No. He tipped over, run, like he died running. Yeah. yeah. He made a bit of a racket. But, it was um, so cool too because, like, from where Ivan was seen because he was elevated higher than me. And I thought I had a good shot and if I was like, you know, don't get too excited because it was getting on dark too. And we'd waited a few minutes because we heard, like, a short burst of, you know, like, rustling, like, him running through the bushes. We walked over. I couldn't find the um, the arrow from where I'd shot him. And I'm thinking, oh, I was getting a little bit nervous because it's getting dark. We walk, we've walked down a little bit further and I found this big splot of blood. And I'm like, Ivan, he goes, oh, shit, he's in trouble. <laughs> yeah. And be looking at me just I saying that. I remember seeing that blood and then next thing I looked down... About 30 metres away, and I just see this one antler hanging out of the grass, laying down. Like, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's bigger than Ivan's. <laughs> I think the problem I had when I was chasing the fellow was that they wouldn't sit still. Nah, nah. In the rut, like, it's just, it's, it's bullshit. If you go early rut or even in the middle of the rut, they're that active. They're, they're trying to keep the girls on their scrape fending off satellite bucks, fending off spikers, you know, uh, does trying to make a break for it and they're chasing them up the hill and, and you know, pushing them back into the harem. Like, yeah, they don't sit still, fellow. They're not like reds where even reds aren't, aren't too bad. Like, they'll, they'll still move a bit, but they're not as energetic as fallow, I don't think. That's what I noticed. Fallow are just so active, so stupidly active and so fit. We watch one buck on this bench... This doe was trying to break, break off him and do the runner. And uh, she broke away from him and he was on his scrape. And we watched him run a good 200 metres flat out up almost a 30 degree angle hill, like a really steep hill. And just watched him and just, my legs hurt just watching him trying to chase <laughs> her down, you know. Because I run a single pin like on my bow and I realised how hard it is, especially because... I didn't, like, you know, when you're chasing goats and pigs, like, they're fast, but they're sort of, you know, you sort of get it's, them when they're yeah. lolling around, whereas in the rut, everything's just happens so fast. So having a single pin and having it, say, at 20, and, and I wasn't that great at, you know, judging distance and, yeah. and stuff, that's where I had trouble, you know, because everything happens so quick and they move around and they're chasing them and then the next minute they're 10 metres away. So, yeah, that was a big learning curve for me, wasn't it? Yeah, it's hard. Especially, yeah, when they're that active, you're always changing distances, you know, so you got to sort of be on the ball or sort of a step ahead of them as to where they're going to be when you get your chance at them. Mm. Otherwise, you can do stuff like, you know, sail your arrow under it, which happens a bit if you grossly overestimate the distance, but um, more or less, a lot of the time, it's them jumping the string where your arrow's going straight over their back and you clean miss them or you're backstrapping them. Which is always not a good thing to do. Like, it makes so you hit that. Terrible. Yeah, you hit that. Um, hit that area between the top of the lungs and the spine, which is still a fair bit for those for anyone that's open to deer up. Like, it's a good three, four inches of no man's land. Whereas you hit it, you go, oh, yep, double lunged in. But a lot of people don't realise that it's only the first, maybe, I don't know, not even two thirds of the body of the fallow, the lower two thirds that are actually the vital organs. Everything's set so low, people don't realise how low everything is. You hit high and just go, yep, sweet, pinned him, you know, good line and everything, and just hit that bit of meat, which is about, you know, like I said, about three inches, and, you know, you'll see him the next day running around like nothing happened. 
they get worse injuries fighting. Mm. One of the bucks that fell down this year, Thingo's one, had a um, had a time uh, puncture straight through its cheek from a brow time from another buck from blowing. Was that happening? Like, fi- stick your whole finger in it. Like, <laughs> that's the type of injuries that they're getting when they're, when they're blown. They're vicious. They're so vicious. Fallow when they're fighting. Brutal. And that can't be too good. We- nah. That's why you're saying, like, if you if you want to shoot a bark, uh, I reckon the, the latter end of the rut, when they're just, they're just zombies, they're that tired, they're they haven't kid. eaten... They've just been rutting, chasing girls around. They're bugged. They're just sleeping in their scrapes. You can almost walk up to them and like kick them in the ass because they're that tired and rutted out and all skinny. And like even mine, mine when I shot him, he was just like his ass end was all scrawny. He was already rutting out. And then we'd seen a deer in that same spot. He'd done his larynx, like couldn't croak anymore. So he was just making this like heavy breathing sound, trying to croak. It was the weirdest noise. Yeah, just <laughs> weirdest he, he noise. Couldn't croak anymore. He'd croaked, croaked himself out. Yeah, they just lose so much condition in that two weeks of going hard and trying to trying to breed. You feel sorry for him too, when you see mm. them that exhausted and tired. Yeah, I got I got good footage of one bark. He um he must have snapped his antler off, blew him because he'd only had one antler. The other one was snapped off at the coronet. And he looked that exhausted. Or we watched him walk below us onto this bench. And we'd literally just walked over this scraper here's on this bench. And he's, we've, we've gone past it and set up above him. And he's come past below us, ported his scrape, freshened his scraped up. And he's just laid down his scrape and just closed his eyes and just gone to sleep. He was that tired. Just out in the open, like, you could see him from anywhere on the property. Just sat down on this bench and just gone, ugh. Oh. Can't walk anymore. I'm laying down here for a bit. <coughs> but, yeah. They're gorgeous animals, though. Oh, yeah. All deer types, but I think fellow, especially being my first deer that I've shot, I think holds a little bit of a special place in my heart now. That's for sure. They're gorgeous. Gorgeous to watch, too. Like, some of the things that I saw over that week we were out. is the first time I've seen that, but just saw the most amazing things as well. It was really cool. Yeah, there were things in the rut that, like, it, a day or two just hunting the rut, you see things that are just awesome. Mm. Like, you try to explain that to, to a non-hunter mm. or just anyone in general. They won't understand. Yeah, they don't get it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we saw, Adam and I saw this amazing battlefield, and it was three bucks all in this one little pad fighting off spikers, and they had does, and, oh, it was like, they were just... I think we were only a few minutes away from seeing them fight too, so we we could hear them. Um, but yeah, we missed out on seeing because mm. it was so dark. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet thing when you're seeing a, a couple of deer flexing their muscles to each other. It's pretty cool. Very. Yeah. yeah. During the rut, we I did see two stags fight, and it was the first time I've ever seen red stags fight. Oh, yeah. And I was just caught in the moment. What reds? Yeah, yeah. they go helpful either. Eh? It doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it's you know about it. Like pretty, oh, pretty full on. Yeah, and the hinds are just sitting there, like sitting, sitting yeah. back watching. They're they yeah. locking hard, and I was so caught up just watching it from my binos, and just never once considered to pull the camera out. I was trying to say, cool. did you get footage of it? No, oh, oh, that's the, a shame. The, the camera was there, just too stupid to grab it. No, you, you do get caught in that moment though. That like oh, shit, yeah. Unless if you're hunting, if and you're actually 
you you know you got your bow or your rifle with you. The last thing you're worrying about is is getting the camera out or something. Yeah, you know, hopefully most of the time you rely on someone if someone's with you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last thing I think of. You sit there and try and shoot a good goat or a good pig or a good deer. You know, last thing you want to do is pull your friggin' camera out. You know. Poor Ivan's been my cameraman for, since we've been together. <laughs> yeah, that, he sort of lets me do most of the hunting. And yeah, but I have more fun with the camera than I do shooting sometimes. Definitely. Heaps more fun. He's, yeah, yeah, I, I enjoy taking other people out, and that just gives me an excuse to get on the camera. Yeah. Because I, mm. I, I don't really have a desire to go out and get one because like there's not because I'm not I'm not going to find the one I'm after. Yeah, but you still have that lingering feeling like. That I've one been day. bitten in the ass a few times now when I've gone out with, with a few of the boys and you go out and you're like, oh, I'll just take the camera. They're like, yeah, yeah whatever, no worries. Take your bars. Like, no, 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 I'll take my camera. And you get out there and there's something like makes you like shit yourself good. Like yeah. that pig, that old mate shot. I could have just gone back and grabbed my bow, but I was like, and he said to me, he's like, you can take your bow. I was like, no, 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 it's all good. Thinking we're not going to see anything. And here he is, shoots his, like, I think it went 82. 80, no, I thought it was like 86 or something. Oh, my, 80-odd 80, kilo pig, live weight, and, like, good set of hooks as well. Just a great ball. Did I was well. like, fuck, I should have taken me camera. I should have taken me bow, not the camera. <laughs> he was stoked, though. He was so stoked. I got stoked. some good photos. Pretty happy with that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> of the dead I'd pig. I'd rather take a photo of a dead pig than me sitting behind a pig. <laughs> <laughs> the bike guy... Who I took out for his first deer hunt, and he got his first deer, which was his eight point stag. He was at a club hunt out in out in the forest, and he went out and he found a pig, cause he shot it. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, nice mm. pig. Off he goes, and he said, "Oh yeah, what you get? Oh yeah, got a pig. So oh, yeah, where is it? So, yeah, goes and shows him. Didn't realize how big his pig was. He's never, well, I think he's shot him before, but he's, well. Like, this would have been like a good, I think it was like a hundred kilos dressed. Yeah, like it was. It was a real. Was that with a bow? No, it was just a rifle, rifle, just wandering around like it just. You no, know, yeah, good pig. It's funny that a eh? like, it, it's funny how it varies from like hunting styles. Like if you go to go speak to a pig dogger or whatever, and you go sort of what's a good pig, and they'll give you a kilo. You know, mm. oh, the, the tanner. The tanner is what everyone wants to get. You know, the hundred kilo benchmark. And you ask a bow hunter and you're like, what do you reckon's a good ball? And they're like, 30 points. Yeah, like like what? Task what yeah, yeah, that's like <laughs> task measurement, which is completely different. So you can get a thumping big pig, you know. Like, not not regardless to say vice versa, if, you know, the pig dog pulled up a 30-pointer with the dog, he'd be cheering. Hmm. But <clears throat> general rule of thumb, like the boys I know, they, they're all going for bigger body size. That's bragging rights, you know. Yeah. But whereas you go for a bow, you ask a bow hunter and they're like, Oh, how big was that pig that you shot? And I'll give you a Douglas Point score. You know, yep. it's different, but that's why, you know, uh, you go up to the uh, the Cape. The Cape's renowned for for pig hunting. Yeah, right? you go up to the Cape. You you going up there to go hunt pigs. Up there, you know, like a few of the boys were saying, you hunt a, you, you like I've never been, but uh, you go up there and you see a 40, 50 kilo pig. The thing you have freaking three inches hanging out of the mm. You know what I mean? And that, that's, that's like what you go up there to chase. Different to mountain boars, that's for sure. Yeah, whereas you go to like, say, Northern Territory floodplains boars, they're, they're like the 100-plus keggers that you see running on the floodplains, you know? Yeah. And, you know, that's what everybody else froths about. We sort of 
um, our, our, our sort of thing is to go up and, and try to get a good set of hooks. Yeah, I really desire a nice tusky ball. Yeah, well, I haven't well, got a tusky ball yet. We went up to the um, we went up to the golf in November. Drove up there with a few of the boys and uh, mate mate of ours worked on the station. He got us on up there for a week, and um, geez, we seen some good pigs there. And and the cocky, you should see the the stuff he shot. He's like, he goes in in summer. It's that easy. He goes, you'd be just driving around the Hilux and you go to a turkey nest, which is... Turkey nest pretty much just in a, a raised dam bank. Yeah. So, pretty much just a dam, but just above ground. Anyways, you go to a turkey nest, you, go, you just drive up to within 100 metres of it, park the ute, just walk up to the tank, just pop your head over and you'll see pigs laying, you know, wallowing, trying to cool down because it's that hot. He goes, you just shoot him. He goes, <clears throat> he goes, I shot one... Blah blah blah, and he shows me photos, and these are like thirty point plus balls. Just like he's just willy nilly, like and it's a like it's like a rabbit to him, you know. Yeah. He's just like yeah, heaps of them. Speaking <laughs> of rabbits, this is a trip that I wasn't invited on, so I got a rabbit. <laughs> yeah. I had to pay somehow. <laughs> Get out of jail free. It's card. never happening again. Let me tell you, I'm not missing. Yeah, out. I'm never buying a rabbit again. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? I might need another dog. <laughs> Yeah. And I'll get the missus happy. Yeah, bloody oath. I've got to try <laughs> For it. For all the two minutes. I'm going to try it. Oh. Save your money and spend it on hunting trips, dude. It's my tip to you. Well, I'll do, do that anyway. <laughs> You're in trouble later. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've travelled to North Island Vans ever seek it. That didn't go well. And been to Illinois, US, chasing yeah. whitetails. Oh, look, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, if you shoot something, yeah, sweet. But, dude, just to go there and experience it's pretty cool, man. I'd like, I've been on trips where I haven't got nothing, but you're sort of a bit bummed because that's what you're going there for. But, you know, at the end of the day, you sort of, <clears throat> you take it in your strides. Yeah, well, it was great because, like, I just, I really felt at home over there, like, in Illinois. Yeah. Like, I just yeah, got right. along with everyone pretty cool. really well and... The fact that I actually got to see white-tailed deer, yeah, that's and among cool. among other things like you know woodpeckers and yeah, owls and stuff. Yeah, like it just, been an amazing trip. All the memories you bring back. Yeah, and I was mostly on my own for most of it. Like, yeah, you know, I got them meet people, eat some catfish. <laughs> <laughs> Winning. <laughs> yeah, that was so sort of compulsory. Like I had to eat catfish when I was there. Yeah, right. What is that like? They just. It's good. I like it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Although I try, I had to be careful about it because I try to work it the right portion that I that I could eat. The bit that you can eat. Yeah. Oh, right. Are you talking could... about serving serving portion? Yeah. Yeah, right. Wait, why is that? Because Americans eat big. Yeah. They eat a lot. Gotcha. Okay. I'm on the same level now. You know how like you get a little kid, and you're giving him his plastic plate of food for dinner. And, like, he'll only eat a little bit in the middle. He sort of moves the other stuff around to make it look like that he ate. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what my my feed looked like. <laughs> They've cleaned up their plate and they're looking at dessert. Wow. I was struggling to keep up with them. And I lost weight when I was over there, oddly. <laughs> yeah. That caught me off guard when that happened. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we should go over there, big dog. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so yeah, like, I met one guy... 
you're just going, yeah, no, I don't do much hunting anymore. I'm more into the duck hunting now. I don't do much deer hunting. Don't own as much guns as I like to. So, okay, how many guns do you own? Oh, 86. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's different. It's a different culture over there, though, eh? Like, hunting over there, I reckon, is a bit more... Um, they're a bit glorified, more yeah, it's a bit more glorified. Like, but it's an it's a it's a heaps bigger uh, thing. Like, just in general, there's just so much more variety in uh, the way you can hunt and animals you can hunt. Big um, industry over there. That's yeah, it's just sure. huge. It's a it's a pretty it's a pretty like uh, acceptable thing over there. Whereas even in Australia, you go to the city. Like, I work with a few blokes. Like, you, you talk to them on the job site. Like, oh, what are you doing this morning? Uh, you know, this weekend. I was like, oh, I'm just going for a hunt. Like, oh. What are you going to catch? Yeah, catch. You're going to fucking catch anything. I'm going to kill someone, so I've got some, you know. I love when they say catch. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh. And then, like, even one of the boys I'm working with now, I showed him a few of the photos, and he's like, Jesus Christ. He's like, you're right into it, eh? I'm like, oh. It was... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they, they, they're sort of just like that, live that shit, sheltered life, man. So like you just live in Sydney, you buy your, buy your package meat. Like, don't you don't want to know where it's come from. You don't mm. want to know... The blood that, that, you know, was involved in killing this thing. You don't want to know any of that shit, the smells, any of that. You know what I mean? Whereas I've been to an abattoir. I've worked... I haven't worked at the abattoir, but I've done work, uh, structural work for an abattoir. Yeah. Like repairs. And so I've been there as they've been working and killing on the killing floor and that. I've, I've seen it. And, man, the smell, and that is enough to turn me off land. Like, I've still now sort of... Turn my nose a bit at lamb every now and again. If I get a good whiff of it, it reminds me of that. Mm. Oh, yeah. I didn't eat lamb for a good, nearly a year, I reckon, at least six months after I worked there. And I'm just like, well, you guys would rather eat that than go shoot something, you know what I mean? That's something yeah. that really go grinds my gears is people that have an issue with the hunting side and killing and, you know, we, we get our own meat. Like if I shot mm. a little a deer... While we're out there, we've been eating it for the last few weeks, and yeah. people have the heart to turn around and say, "Oh, well, you know, we just buy our packaged meat." And yeah, that's what's right. that's what's funny. Like, um, my my sister, she has got um, three kids, and the boys and the 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 girl, like, they're all well, one of them's a teenager, but the other two are still young. You know what I mean? So they're adventurous with their food, like, so they'll try it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I said to my sister, I cooked up this, I put like cooked up this um, venison backstrap with prosciutto and and cheese in it on the grill. It was so good, and I've given it to the kids, and the kids are like frothing over it, just gnawing, you know, wanting more. And then I um I brought something to them, and I said, oh, come try this, and she just turned her nose up at it. She's like, <laughs> you're not getting me to eat that shit. <laughs> this is heaps better than any of the other stuff that you're buying at Coles and Woolies. It's fresh and organic as you can yeah. get. Yeah. But it's just that you killed it and you prepared it, you know yeah. what I mean? Not some bloke that gets paid to do that as a job. I think that's the problem that people have with it. Yeah, it's all yeah. in their head. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, they'd rather, let's say, for example, buy cryovacked mints, you know, in a one kilo slab that's, that gives you, uh, say, a... a the, the weight and all this all this other crap nutrition grain fed blah 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 don't realise that yeah, all you, your mints is just, just see that grinded yeah. up assholes yeah yeah <laughs> you pick it up and then you're just like yep sweet this is you know this is how you buy meat and you go you know and, and do what we did like 
rip apart a rip apart a, a deer flock down to to every little beat that you're using. You know what I mean? Just chucking, chucking, um, chucking a, a pretty much a skeleton away by the end of it. By the time you've broken it down and and um, <clears throat> and cut it up, but then you look at that and just go, "Oh shit! I've just spent two hours dressing this deer that I've shot." You know, that I've fucking worked hard for and have spent thousands of dollars in gear and booked time in off work and all this other shit, travelled, got up at freaking 3.30 like we did this morning to come up here, you know? To me, that's a bit better than going and just go, oh, I'm going to go buy me $10 mints from Woolies. That's what I mean. And people have... full of chemicals and shit. People have that meat sitting in their fridge for a few days and it'll go mm. off, whereas... And, and they won't care. Like, you know, that's an animal's life. That's, oh, yeah. That has just gone off. But when, you know, like if our... I hate chucking venison. Yeah. If I we, hate it. The venison that we have, we haven't yeah. let anything go off because, yeah. you know, we appreciate it. That's a life we've taken and we want to, you know. Yeah, but even, even spewing the other night when I was trimming that trimming that um, uh, shank up, just getting that little bit of sinew and, and fat off it, I was like, I could even just give this to a dog if I had it. But that was before we had the puppy. Now we do. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. But you know what? The stupid thing is if you look at it and you do all the calculation and you do all, you crunch a few numbers, that's some fucking expensive meat. That is really expensive <laughs> meat, venison. Was by the time you spent this money on the gear, uh, the petrol, the days off work, all that shit to go shoot one deer, you do that and then you just imagine all those all that money... And then you go to how much uh, how much venison you've actually got. You just look at it and go, like that'd be like a hundred bucks a kilo. Yeah, but it tastes so much sweeter, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it tastes <laughs> so good. Some days are just like fuck. I just go to Woolies. So much sweeter that you've done that yourself. Yeah. You butchered it and you've cooked it, and it's mm. beautiful. Yeah. I had fat eye backstrap from the first fat eye I ever, ever shot, grilled up at Corion where we were hunting for samba. Mm. And oh, that was the best. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good, eh? There's something about doing it yourself, mm. isn't there? Makes it just so much better. Yeah. You can't beat venison on the grill, I don't reckon. No. Venison on the grills, heaps good. Yeah, it's hard to convince the family to try it, though. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, my old man loves it. Like, I'll, if I make some up, my old man will definitely have a crack at it. Mum's sort of, eh, how you going? She's just sort of started to open her mind up a bit with it. But realise, like... Scissors are the funniest because I just give a shit about it, but yeah, she won't. She won't touch it. And I come from a family of four younger brothers, and like you know, we all grew up on the butchery floor helping dad, so we're pretty open to everything too. So yeah. they love it. Yeah, I made everyone try to be samba tacos. Samba tacos, eh? Let's give that a crack. We've got a bit of venison. We'll have to mince it up. We might have to make go. some burritos. Are my favourite food, so oh. <laughs> definitely be making burritos. <laughs> Friends, like I've got two guys. I like one guy in particular. Like he's really like he's not a hunter, but he loves his game meat. Yeah. But mainly because I introduced it to him. And I when I sent him a photo of me mincing it up and getting it ready. He said, "When you're serving that out, said, oh, six o'clock. So right, I'll be there then. <laughs> See you soon." <laughs> and I was I had to make sure I left a bit for him because it was too addictive. I was gonna eat the whole lot if he didn't come. <laughs> yeah, I hear. We're a bit like that too, aren't we? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, funny thing, my sister-in-law and my brother went down to Melbourne for the comedy festival and they came across a couple of protesters. A bit, and their, their main thing was against agricultural farming, like how, what a horrible industry farming is. And they were 
give them their big song and dance to them and then trying hard to bite their lip and not lash out at them, trying to be reasonable people. And then like, she just looked down and she knows old mate who was arguing with him was wearing leather shoes. Oh, that defeats the purpose, doesn't it? Yeah. What an idiot. <coughs> Stupid, eh? People don't understand. They're too close-minded, you know. And Yeah, it really grinds my gears, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's, it's another thing. Like, if you sit down and you talk to someone about it, you sort of uh, open their mind a bit and mm. expand their horizons because it's very fucking closed-minded sometimes. Especially bow hunting people, like people think, oh, you go hunting, you're so, you know, you're a bloodthirsty killer. You go bow hunting, and what ninety percent of the time you don't get anything. You walk around the mountains with friends, making memories. But this morning fun. we walked around for how long in the rain, on a weekend, like a weekends to enjoy your time. Some people just look at you and go, "Fuck, you're nuts. Mm. You're crazy." We just driven two and a bit hours to get up here, to go walk around in the rain. Go get a couple of good photos of some wild deer. You know what I mean? And we're like, yeah, sweet. That was a pretty good morning. That was a sick morning. Some people morning. be going, what the <laughs> fuck are you guys doing? Meanwhile, everyone's recovering from the hangover that they got from the Friday night drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not big drinkers, so. Oh, I don't think. No. We're tired this, from this morning's drive. I feel hungover on that freaking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Definitely going to have an early night tonight, I think. Yeah, for sure. Early afternoon. Oh, it's too bad for a podcast, eh? Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, that's 45 minutes. Shit, that was pretty quick, eh? Yeah, well, thank you very much for coming down. and. Oh, well, thanks for taking us thanks out this so morning, mate. Thanks so much for having us. It was so cool to see me <coughs> go for a first red deer hunt and get barked at. That was really Hopefully cool. Hopefully you get a stag <coughs> next time we come back up. <coughs> yeah, oh, we'll, we'll make it, effort. <laughs> yeah, bloody oath. Righto. Sweet. Cool, thanks.